What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. I, I just need a moment of silence to talk about how we've been now clowned by Daniel Jones twice in the last two years and under two different head coaches, mind you. Um, and Saquon Barkley has attributed for, what, zero touchdowns in that span of time? How? 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 I have I'll tell you so, how. I say, I, please, please enlighten me because Matt Rule is the worst football coach on the planet. Why do we keep taking college coaches and bringing them to the NFL? Dude, he's a good recruiter because he's a nice guy. Like, he's a cool dude that can, like, talk to people. If I was a 14, 15-year-old kid, I guarantee he could sell me on Temple or Baylor if I didn't have any other options. The, he can't run an NFL team. Did you see us walking through the um, the tunnel before the game? That was, that was sad. It looked sad. What? So boring. So boring. Dude, the Niners are coming out with a boombox and – uh, Debo and Trent Williams are going nuts, getting everyone hyped up, and we got and Matt like Rule walking out. Oh my god, I, <laughs> Matt I, Rule. I just, I, I'm just at a loss right now. Shantis, please give me something to 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 keep me going. Well, on the bright side of all of this, this is still somehow a win. We're one week closer to that man getting fired, and that's all we yeah. and that's all we could ask for. We knew. If we being honest, we try optimism out. It's the beginning of the season. You got you got a lot of yourself a little bit as an as a NFL fan. We try optimism out for the first week or so. It didn't work. We tried. I think we gave it a good enough shot as fans, and I think now we can all, you know, start boarding the tank train. Let's go ahead, gas up. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I don't know who y'all like, but I got I got my picks. Let's go ahead and rev it up. It's over with. Look at if we're talking about that, then I'm willing to still break the bank for Lamar Jackson. I don't care what anyone says; he ain't staying in Baltimore. And we've shown that we can make some. And Fitterer can make that deal happen. Clean out house, T- take out half our defense, take out half our offense because we're not using them. We we don't it's, we don't need them. We can sell them at a garage sale, and it ain't gonna matter because we don't need we don't use them. Clearly, I don't know where all this money we said we were going to put into the interior. I mean, I finally saw Matt Ioannidis show some semblance of you know impact on the team, but. Like these these guys at linebacker Corey Littleton, Damian Wilson. I mean, they're non-existent. They are non-existent. And you mean to tell me this is why we couldn't give Stephon Gilmore any money? I do not understand it. At least, it, 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 I, the annoying part for me too is just the constant, constant. Like I get Matt Rule's got to make sure he's looking good, but the you know the thirty-five minutes that they were the best offense in the league last year, and the and zero and two were were close. We're not close. We're nowhere near close, and just and watching that t- and watching this performance today. Because I'll tell you what, the Giants did not come out swinging for the fences. That is not how they played in Tennessee. You had ample opportunity to put this game away multiple times, and it's still the same problems that we've been having from the get go. I mean, Shanti's, we talk about the first drive. It didn't even take to the first play for us to realize how this game was going to go. And I, I've been a very high proponent for Chuba, but you got to do some 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 ball security drills this next week of practice because that. Two fumbles and two play and two drives is ridiculous. Yeah, bro. We this is a very unserious football operation. I, luckily, I missed the first quarter, so I did not get to see the fumbles, and I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have cut the game off after that. I would, I would, I would have already known how this was going to go. But I just at, at this point, bro. I mean, I, I think something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong with the offense, and I was dis- I'm disappointed in McAdoo because I did give McAdoo a lot of praise, not really praise, but just kind of like. I was sure that he would solidify this offensive group and give us some some type of semblance of a of a of an identity offensively. DJ Moore struggling now. The one guy who the last several years has been the consistent piece of the offense with you know with McCaffrey being injured now has no rhythm. Now see, seemingly I, now him and Baker they, they have zero connection. It seems like he finally caught a touchdown today, which was great. But we. For the majority of the game, there's, there's these there's these dry spells where Robbie can't. Robbie seems to be the only receiver that has a connection with Baker that's actually able to produce. Shot drop passes today, and DJ Moore, we can't seem to figure out how to get how to get him the football. I thought we had I coming into the year, I thought we had a receiving core that was one of the easiest easiest to be able to scheme for because you know you DJ Moore's a, a guy that you can hand the ball off to. 
like a Debo Samuels type 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 of role. And we've seen him do it before early in his career. And I thought maybe we'll get back to utilizing that. Some some jet sweet, some something easy to get to get things rolling with a guy like Baker, who I think is much better off of play action when you're able to, you know, create more time for him. I thought that would have worked perfectly, but right now, this looks much like it looked last year. Worse. I think I think it looks worse. They can they can feel it too. I mean, I sorry, I've I've had maybe of watching every single Panthers game, I have never had less faith in a team than I do now. When when we gave up that last field goal, I thought the game was over. I knew the game was over. I couldn't I couldn't feel anything for the offense. Like D, like you said, DJ Moore is always the guy that we can count on and to get things going. He's, he had 1,100 yards with Kyle Allen. That is impressive. If you can't do that right now, we have bigger problems than Baker and McAdoo. There's something going on. I maybe everybody hates each other. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it, it just looks terrible out there. It's you know it's like the old you know the saying that you know for a football team to work for an offense work you need eleven guys doing ele- each one doing their job and, and that's going to come together to do one to put together one goal. It seems like there are eleven different guys doing eleven different jobs, but none of them are supposed to be doing those jobs. It doesn't have a single goal. They're just all doing eleven different things. Because to me, it seems like it's a problem on almost every single level. We talk about it. I mean, we had three players put up a thousand yards from scrimmage, and I guess we all owe Joe Brady a freaking apology. The, and Teddy Bridgewater a freaking apology. And I'll be the first to step on the soapbox and be like, look at y'all weren't that big of the problem because even with freaking what was his name? Perry something, the guy who was the interim last year. I don't even remember what his name was. Yeah, what was his name? I can't remember. I, even he was still putting up yardage like this. And it seems to me like it I, seems to me I, like I, I can't tell like this the offensive line is not connected enough to give Baker the amount of time that he needs to, to carry out these plays. And and because McCaffrey's getting banged up the minute he crosses that first line, like he's getting, I'm getting worried about these hits he's taking. He's like 15 carries, 100 plus yards. That's what we want from him. Like that's a good stat line for him, and that's a good amount of usage. Even though they didn't use literally anybody else, I can understand why they didn't use Hubbard. But Foreman, I still don't understand why we have him on this team if we're not going to use him. But then, like from a, from Baker standpoint. I'm like they use play action a lot more this week than they did last week. And I was a fan of that. You saw DJ's plays downfield were both play action passes. Ian Thomas, Stephen Sullivan, all these plays were play action passes. And that's what needs to happen because to be quite frank, this offensive line can't seem to hold a pocket for longer than five seconds to get these players out there. And we have this offense that's very, you know, Bengals, Viking style, where you've got these speedy guys that need to get downfield and get open. We've shown that it can work. And you're right, Shantice. After last year, after the last few years of, of Debo Samuel, of, of of Jerry Judy, of of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins being able to make these things happen behind the line of scrimmage, I don't know why it hasn't clicked for us that we have these guys, i.e., Shy Smith. You want to incorporate him? You don't have to do it right as a receiver right out the gate. Let him get his foot, his steps in, what he's with what he's comfortable with. But then I'm also seeing like like Shy's first uh, drop pass and that goal down in the red zone. Yeah, I got to tell you. I'm not putting that on shy. Like you got to catch it. But first of all, if you look at that play and I got to see the all 22, those four, there were four giants defenders between him and the, and the, and the first down marker. Now it would have made a shorter, you know, fourth and whatever situation, but I don't think that would have mattered in the first place. But then also for when it looked like on broadcast DJ, I didn't see a cornerback around him and he was running. It was a double slants. And then Robbie had a hitch and McCaffrey looked like he had a little bit of an out route or, you know, uh, down the sideline, but DJ was wide open right behind him. With And we know he can make a lot more happen in open field. So for Baker, he's also taking, I think, way too long to look through his progressions. Now, whether that's a problem of wide receivers not getting open, but to me, and he's throwing some backwards-ass passes. He almost got DJ's back yeah. broke that one play. Yeah. What? Give him a hospital pass. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and, oh, oh, I was just going to say, um, we have like an upgraded wide receiver core of what we had with Cam Newton. It's kind of like the same thing, like, Shy reminds me a lot of Philly Brown, that kind of thing. But we're not using them in the way that we did with Cam. It was short drags and slants, getting people open, getting people in space, letting them do their thing. We don't do that anymore. We try to run some like sophisticated offense when that's not who we have. We don't have a Devontae Adams or a Cooper Cup or someone like that. Get the guys in space. Exactly. You hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head. We don't have guys that are rock technicians. I don't think nobody's ever confused DJ Moore as a rock technician. What we do know him to be is a football player. Just give him the football and let him work. Robbie, 
We he's a track why. star. He's a track <laughs> star. And and if used effectively, he that works. And it's fine. I, here's the thing. You don't have to have you don't have to have necessarily those types of receivers. There's so many different ways to play receiver in today's NFL. Tariq Hill is is nowhere close to being a right technician. But the one thing he is is a is a lightning bolt full of speed. And if you have guys with that type of athleticism, it's not hard to fit. If you're in today's NFL with the amount of spacing and the amount of leniency they give to the offense, there's no reason you should not have a lot more creativity with what you do with your receivers. At this point, I haven't figured out why Rashard Higgins is even here. That's the one, like, Terrace, you know, Terrace got in for a series, but didn't get in, didn't get a, a, a single target. I don't know if that's, it's a connection between him and Baker that's non-existent. Higgins, I mean, I think we all thought that once we signed Higgins, we going into the year, I thought we Higgins happened first, then we got Baker. I thought we all thought it was by design. Well, I haven't seen anything else from Higgins since what was it? Was it week three of the preseason? Did he? I mean, that, that's the last time we've seen him actually be active. Uh, Chenault, LaVisca Chenault, well, where, 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 where is he? We signed him to be a freaking water yeah. boy and sit on the sidelines with Brandon Smith and and, and Cade Mays at this point. Mm-hmm. You're trading, you're trading draft capital away for for, for these guys to use them. I, I don't know why. I, I don't get it. I think I've only seen about, bro. How many formations have we have y'all seen out of this offense? Like, I like just not not formation, but personnel. I think I've only seen about two to three. That that I was that, just gonna say three. Yeah, about three. So yeah, it's there's no variety. I don't see any variety. I'm like, bro, if we're running the same route tree with the same personnel. I don't think it's that hard for any defensive coordinator that is worth that's worth anything, worth any penny that he's getting paid to be able to stop that. And that's the way it seems to be the case. But the crazy part is, I honestly think it almost might be too complicated right now. Because like I said, from what from looking at Baker today, like he's not by any means the problem with this offense. Don't get me wrong. I don't but think so either. He was taking real damn long to make some of these reads. And whether that's just because the offensive line isn't giving him the time to do so, I mean, I just it seemed almost like the you know we have like you said the bunch of guys that are in the same spot like it's not not complicated per se but just like just unorganized is really what it looks like it, it, it I see plenty of times and I seen I've seen it a good bit at least with shy at least that there seems to be too much traffic with the receivers when when, when they come when they, when they come out of these routes and it's not it doesn't look fluid I I, I see, I'm seeing our guys getting touched all the way down the field there's no we're not creating separation. I mean, there's, there's so many ways to create separation with receivers now that I don't understand why ours are the ones that are getting, are, that have a hand on their hip literally the entire way down the field. And they're hitting each other. We saw the freaking picture from last week. They're blocking each other because they're running right into each other on these plays. Like, I just, it's it's ba- it's baffling to me. And I think there's, you know, the offensive line needs some work, needs some real help because you don't even have, what, Th- Thibodeau and the other guy they got, they're, they weren't even out there today. They weren't even playing. That's their number one draft pick. He's not even out of the field. And Matt, and and Baker was rushed at least a dozen times, sacked I think three, four times maybe, yeah, and bro. and and not good. I mean, and Icky's looking rough. Icky needs some help. Bad. Like yeah. Icky it, made some mistakes that were not even even for a rookie. That is just unexcusable. Uh, inside it, pressure from the from defensive back, bro. That cannot happen on a on a pivotal play when you need it. But then again, like it's crazy. The sc- like you ran that screen with McCaffrey on a first down. That's when you need to do it. You don't need to do that on third down. It's like we're running the right plays, but at the wrong freaking times. And we, there's no sense of organization as to when we're supposed to run these plays and when we're and when we're not. Like a, no, a screen no past the shy Smith. A screen pass to Shai Smith at that point in the field with no direction whatsoever well, has and that, was, and that was a third down, was it not? It was. And, yeah. and, and I and I you know my and my thoughts on on screens on third downs and throwing it behind the line of scrimmage on a third down. There's there's no purpose for it. Unless you go to uh, the only way I can approve it is if you run it correctly. That's the or only if way you have I can approve it. <laughs> if you have a guy like that, that I know as soon as he catches the ball. That's at least a good five to six yards. Yeah, before he's even touched, and another three to four after contact, and and that'll be McCaffrey. But again, don't want him going in those situations. Like I, it just and that's like we the ways we used him today. I think we're good. He finally broke out a big run. You know, he almost had it all the way down the field there. But like, and I said the stat line for him, I liked fifteen carries, hundred plus yards, couple receptions, fifty more yards. I'll take that. That that the his usage today was perfect. I like it was the. The sweet spot thing we talked about. Why is Foreman only having two carries? 
He I came in two two plays back to back, and they didn't put him in the rest of the game. I understand why you're not using Chuba, but oh my god, Foreman. he had two, he had a good run. Like his first run was solid. Exactly, I, Foreman makes too much. That was the signing that we thought was gonna change everything. Yep. We thought that made too much sense. Like yes, we got we got we got our bruising back to compliment McCaffrey. That, great. We we know what we want to do now. I, I think you have the running game now. To line it up and run it 30 times. You ran it 23 times a day. All right. But that's again, until Baker and that and those receivers can get in sync, you need to line it up and run the football. And and again, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I did say in the money in the bank, this would this this would be the week to establish your passing game. Cause I thought the giant secondary could be had. I didn't think across the board we should lose any matchups. I thought, oh, Robbie, DJ, Shy, I, I would agree with you. Like I thought this was the week to to go attack. If Adore Jackson's your number one corner, oh yeah, let's go. But again, I I must be mistaken, bro. Maybe I'm maybe I missed something because we have not gotten any type of fluidity out of that passing attack, bro. There's no sense of there's no sense of feel for the game when they call these plays either. I think I, that's another thing. Like to your point earlier, Jack. Like I don't get a sense that these these plays are being called with intent. No, they're. I, I don't think they are, and and that's ridiculous. We I mean in the last two years playing the Giants, we have put up nineteen points, one touchdown against the New York Football Giants, and I just I I Brian Dabble I think is the example of what a head coach is supposed to be. There's a reason why guys like Brian Dabble, Mike Vrabel, like these guys who have been in the and freaking um buddy in Detroit. There's a reason Detroit is freaking playing the way they are right now because they're badasses. We need a guy that somebody can look up to. All Matt Rule does is spit on himself and make dumb faces on the sideline. I can't. Have you guys ever seen the video of him spitting himself on on Baylor? Yes. Why? Like, how do you follow? Oh my God! Look it up. It's so funny. I said. Look at Matt Rule can stay in the organization. Matt Rule can stay in the organization. I got a great spot for him. Public relations. That man can spin the hell out of a story. I look at I know thing about public relations. That man can spin the hell out of anything. Look at Owen 2 saying we're okay. You know, the the best thing, the banner, 35, 35 minutes of seven and point seven yards per play. In in 35 minutes, and that's what you take out of the Cleveland game, who lost to the Jets today, by the way. Let's with who under center? Joe Flacco up from the dead led the Jets to a comeback against the Browns. So I don't want to hear nothing about our 35 minute efficiency because you're putting up one touchdown against the Giants. Tell me who they have at defense at defensive back outside of Adoree Jackson. Julian Tell me Love. who they have it. Julian Love. That's, 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 that's yeah, the and you only knew him because he's you only knew him because he sacked freaking Baker Mayfield to end <laughs> yeah. the game. Tell me one of their linebackers. I'll wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I'll wait. I, I mean, and even outside of their front four, outside of Thibodeau, who again did not play. Um, Who's the L- L- Lawrence Williams? Yeah, Lawrence Williams. Dexter Lawrence. I met, yeah. Dexter. No, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence is a Cowboys guy. I thought. Oh, shit. Wow. And you put and you put up wow. and you put up one touchdown. <laughs> all the while oh. all the while the prodigal son in Graham Gano is knocking out field goal that after hurt. field goal. That I knew he was gonna do it. Oh yeah. I knew, oh, I he knew, did it last year. Yeah, it, I, he, I, that picked the season, I said, Oh, he oh, it, oh this is gonna be ice cold right here. He's gonna do his bad. <laughs> <laughs> he better do his bad. Bro. It's just oh, it's God. it's just baffling to me because we make these picks because now you better hope Dante is healthy and can play because I mean and you're lucky that it was the Giants this week that he went out at and there's nobody that's really posing a threat as a wide receiver because Dante went out what quarter two uh, I think it was two or three was, I think it was three late I think two was, or early three I think maybe early three. He got, I think he got, he did get out of halftime clean. I think that, that second half he did not. I know he didn't finish that second half. Yeah. So I think a lot of the, like, when you're talking about game fluidity, I think a lot of that goes back to Baker. Like, look what good quarterbacks are doing. They're extending drives. I mean, I know this isn't, Baker shouldn't be like lights out right now and he should be getting some help from the coaching staff, but good quarterbacks extend drives. Justin yeah. Herbert extends drives. Like, Baker had so many throws on third down that were just at people's feet at like off target. And it, that kills the momentum. Like if you look at the wide receivers faces after Baker makes some of these passes, they want to go home. They don't want to be there. 
it, it just looks sad out there. And but I, I really want to believe in the guy too, but we did know this was going to be the case. We we knew there were limitations with, with this game that came with signing him. And the only way we thought we could have success is if everything around him functioned well, meaning the coaching staff had to be, you know, had to be far better than what they've been. And, and you had to run the ball a little bit more. 23 carries, I think we had 23 carries a day. That's not going to, we need, we need more. We need more for sure. And, and and this, but you can say that all you want, and I, and I agree with you about the you know quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, you know, furthering drives and finishing drives. But then I present to you the my argument of 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 these quarterbacks. I present to you again, Joe Flacco with the Jets up against the Browns, who just beat us last week. Or I'll, I'll do you one better. I'm sorry, I don't even know his first name. Christian Caleb something Rush with the Cowboys uh, against Cooper the Rush. Super Bowl. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. You want to tell yeah. me that is a star-studded quarterback, and the Lions and the Cowboys have a top-tier coaching staff. And they wow. and they and they made the Super Bowl runner-ups look embarrassed for a whole half of football. And I don't even remember what the final score was, but I'm fairly certain they won that game. If I'm they won it, if, but it was 2017. He looked good, but when you don't, honestly, we'll see if he plays next week, the week after. When you have film on a guy like that, he's done for. Like if you Fair know enough. what his first and second reads are, there's no way he's going to the third and fourth progression. Like he just can't. But so that'll end in a week, but. We have they have film on Baker. They know exactly what he wants to do, and he can't. He looks like he's being tamed to the absolute max. He looks timid out there. I've never seen Baker like that, especially walk on Baker. I mean, he's oh. looking like Cam, he's looking like Cam last year. He's he looks reserved. He looks shackled and and trying to make something out of nothing. To be completely honest, and at this point, I can't keep blaming the quarterbacks. This no. is a. This is an internal issue with that coaching staff. If I'm any quarterback, right? And I, and it, here's the thing. When Baker was even looking for places to go, I was like, bro, do you really want to try to save your career alongside Matt Rule? Like, uh, like, do you really think there's a chance you could you – would, you would have been better off just sitting out the entire year and letting people forget how you look last and then just come back somewhere else. Just pull a Mr. Just, just pull a Mr. Biscuit and just sit out you know, just be a backup and just come back out next year. And everybody would have forgot. And you get yeah. a Steelers job. Or if you sit right now, if he's on the Browns right now, San Francisco is going to come calling. Dallas is going to come calling. Seattle. Like, Seattle's going to come calling because we saw that what happened with Gino. That's going to go down the mm-hmm. tube. So oh. you've got, th- I mean, and of course you can't, you're not going to know that that's going to happen, but I mean, you got formula, three, three formula, open positions right here. But the formula is pretty clear. Marcus Mariota sat for a little bit. Put himself on ice and look where he's at. He's starting. He's a starting quarterback again. Now he's also going to be out of a job pretty soon too. But I don't. I don't know because that game came down to the wire. It that game came down to the him. There was a blocked punt. There was a but, pick, a fumble. There was a lot of stuff that went into it. I don't think Marcus Mariota's a guy. Desmond Ritter's. Sick. I don't think I he's either. On the Panthers. That, I see. We yeah. on same page. That's exactly who I wanted to. But mm-hmm. but this grown and this ass the, man. And and this was the issue, and I and now I wonder, you know, how all this would look again if Corral if Corral was healthy. Obviously, he wouldn't make any impact, but I wonder what our our thought process would be because, you know, if he does come in, say he does set some stuff on fire, go out of his way, then are you that you know that worried at the quarterback? Because it's just again, because this is the issue. I, this was another reason why I didn't want Baker right now because I didn't want to spend another year and another off season where we're having to, you know, worry about the quarterback position and and switch out another contract to either get a rookie quarterback or give another guy a gob of money and we don't even know if he's going to do well in our organization with the coaches we have right now. Yeah, I'm just hoping we don't have any allegiance towards Matt Corral because if we get the pick I think we're going to get this year, Bryce Young is ours. And if you've been watching those games, Bryce Young is ridiculous. He that makes was- plays that are like just out of nowhere. Uh, there was a play where it was third down against Texas, and there was a, a DB coming off the edge, and he morphed his body around this DB and got out of the pocket and extended the play and got the first down to win the game. Guys who can make plays like that, we need that. We need yeah. that. Yeah, but bro. like, here's let me let me put this point out to you because I agree with you. He's been going insane. I mean, also at this point, I would take Chase Bryce if it meant that we were going to get a winning season. Like I'll, I'd be fine with it. If it'll give me that my, cause my point, my problem there with Bryce Young, and it's the same thing with, you know, obviously two is showing that he can do it now. And Hertz is showing that he's going to be able to do it. They're playing with Alabama line for offensive lines. 
these giant elephant men who are coming. And so at this point, are we are we confident in our offensive line right now to propel a rookie quarterback? This this is true, but in Bryce Young's cases, it's a little bit different. It is. I don't think he's playing with nearly the receiving talent. No, he's not. Tua and Jalen got to play with. This no, but not close. No, okay, not man, not man, not. Man, but I'm man, thinking man. the line the linemen are about still the same. If there's one thing about Alabama, they're, they're going to have pretty consistent offensive linemen, and and so that's my you know that's and we're thinking you know eight ten moves ahead here. But this is what this organization puts you know makes us do because I'm looking grasping for something to go. Okay, this is this is going to be okay, and 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 so I want to touch on a little bit, <clears throat> and we'll give credit to it was the C three Panthers podcast. Um, the C3 Panthers podcast put this out on Twitter earlier throughout or earlier this past week. And, and I'll just, for anyone who hasn't heard it, I'll give a quick kind of synopsis of basically what went down. Uh, one of the members of the podcast spoke with what they claim to be a, a former NFL veteran of many years who is not currently a Panther, doesn't list whether or not they're retired or not, um, but who's someone who still has very close ties to the organization and to a certain coach in particular. Again, not mentioning anything to make it too obvious, but basically over the course of a two hour conversation, the there were some of the points of the hit was that many of the coaches and players on the Carolina Panthers have a real problem with Phil Snow and his college style defense. And I'm quoting these tweets from uh, that the handle is Cody Lack and it's C3 King Codeus and who's on the podcast going on to say, though, that chief among the, you know, doubters is Steve Wilkes, who feels that our defense is made for the college game and incapable of being successful in the long term in the NFL going on to say that apparently Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow got into a heated argument. Uh, one practice about safeties not being able to roll up and play linebacker effectively on run plays as Snow likes to keep three safeties on the field to help them play the run. Steve Wilkes feels that Jeremy Chin is the only one who can do that and that Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin are nothing more than special teams practice squad cl- players. Again, remember, this is all, you know, supposed. Uh, Pal Pasquan- Pasqualini, the defensive line coach, is in the corner of Steve Wilkes as both believe that we're too light at linebacker position to be able to adequately stop the run, which, I mean, I will say today, they did a better job of it. Kept Saquon under 100 yards after he carved up the Titans defense last week. And, you know, I mean, we see that Nick Chubb put up three touchdowns in one week and not put up any the next week. So I think that was a one bright spot, per se. Um, but they said this is why Snow feels the safeties and linebackers can be interchangeable as they are a bit lighter as he insists on ones who could run fast, but the feeling in the locker room is that the Panthers are too light on the edge of the defensive line, which brings us to Carlos Dunlap, who wanted to come to Carolina, but fitter at his hands ties has Matt rule wants to make everyone earn their position on the team. And Scott couldn't guarantee him the money or the starting position. So he chose the chiefs understandably this one. I didn't know. And it was interesting because it speaks to why he's been ineffective this year. Derek Brown apparently wants to be used as a pass rushing defensive tackle and even lost weight to do so as the team advised him to, but apparently the team couldn't find a big enough presence to fit his role in the middle of the line. So now he's just lighter for no reason. This one, these next two really hurt. Apparently Jeremy Chin, according to this, this thread, Jeremy Chin and Phil Snow aren't on speaking terms right now. After an argument that happened last year about how he should be played as Chin uh, has spoken with David Tepper and told him he believes he could be a great player, but not playing three different positions as he currently is. And apparently Brian Burns doesn't care if he's an edge rusher in a 4-3 or an outside linebacker in a 3-4, but doesn't feel his future is in Carolina under these set of coaches, which the tweet goes to back up that he's told that to Steve Smith and Julius Peppers. And if that weren't enough, apparently Luke Keekley only comes back around because he loves the Panthers and has a lot of respect for Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb, which we knew, but he would never coach for the regime as much as we want him to. And it's part of the reason why he resigned from his front office job so quickly and then supposedly, lastly, Matt Rule always speaks to David Tepper with Phil Snow at his side. And at least on one occasion, Tepper had to dismiss Snow in order to talk to Matt in private. Now, the, the grand scheme of all that basically is that where we thought Snow was a bit quieter, not didn't have as much of an influence, we thought it was the players kind of running the defense with this, you know, interchangeable, you know, carousel of players. The more I watch it, especially today, if even half of that is true... I'm it, it speaks to what we've seen on the field as for me, our linebackers are non-existent right now. Yeah, man. It, like you said, if, if even 30% at this point is true, I mean, I, I will say this, it does speak to how, like, I mean, they weren't able to get, they, I mean, were they in contract talks with Brian Burns off season to try to get an extension, to try to get an extension worked out. This make that sounds true. 
because if you can't, if you couldn't get that worked out, I imagine at this point, if the money, if the money would have had to been some exuberant amount for Brian Burns or to, to lock Brian Burns in, I, I think he would probably be leaning towards get, get, getting out of here. I'm not going to lie for his, for his sake. He's shown flashes, but I will say that it does seem like he's capped out at least what he can do here in Carolina. And it, it, I hate that. That is depressing because if we if we move a Carolina guy or if we force a Carolina guy out of Carolina, someone whose brother played on the Panthers and he grew up going to these games and loving the Panthers, if we force that guy out of Carolina, what is keeping anyone from staying here? Not winning games, not uh, living in a super like fancy area like L.A., Miami, somewhere like where young people want to go. There's we have no attraction right now, and if we can't keep guys like Luke Keekley around to show the young guys the way, that one to me is the saddest. Because if we can't even get those guys who played and played their heart out for us for years, if we can't give them the respect and get them in the locker room with those guys, what are we doing? Like we're we're a terrible franchise. I mean, I knew it was a bad sign to see Keekley resign from that role so quickly. I mean, Peppers isn't, as far as I know, doesn't do anything with the organization anymore mm-hmm. like he was, you know, what, two, three years ago? TD, I mean, the, the only guy we got around is Al Wallace who's just doing, you know, media stuff for it. And, and, and that's a huge issue, and it probably speaks to why, I mean, we've got some guys that we should have been brought home that have not come home. And it also speaks to why we, I mean, I can see why Perryman wouldn't want to stick around and why, you know, Hassan Reddick or Stefan Gilmore guys who loved Carolina and loved being here wouldn't want to stay. And the thing that really angers me is that we've known, we've talked about it multiple times. Our linebackers are subpar. We have guys on the front edge to move burns back. We always thought, you know, maybe it's just not burn style of play, but he wants to do it. He wants to be that hybrid guy. And, and that's what upsets me the most is we've been clamoring for him to be like a clowny or to be like a, you know, uh, a JJ Watt, something to stand up, to go back, to help the linebackers out or for chin to come down low and help down the linebackers. Because even though, you know, he can't, he wants to do that and he did it well his first year, but now they're trying to stretch him all around. And I think that's what really hurts me is that, I mean, we looked at it today. I think Shaq has regressed. I think I am, in my opinion, from what, from the, at least the fire that I saw in him last year at the beginning of the season, you know, it, it was there at the beginning of the season and it got wary. I mean, it happened with Luke too. It happened with Luke. We saw it happen with Luke at the beginning of the, this regime's tenure is that Luke was literally screaming his head off trying to get everything together to try to get this secured. And and I think, you know, that obviously wasn't the beginning of this coaching regime, but it was the beginning of, you know, Tepper's rule with the organization. And snow. And it, it like once McDermott left, I think that's what, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I, I mean, you think about it. You think about the defensive coordinators we we had there for at a point. We we went through. Well, you had, had McDermott for a while. You had Wilkes right. After Wilkes that. was Wilkes was Wilkes. McDermott before McDermott was there. He made yeah. McDermott who McDermott is. Exactly. exactly. I mean, and and you you go from those two guys to now Phil Snow and we and early on we liked what he was doing defensively. It looked cool. You know, it was it, it, we thought it was you know progressive. But realistically, the one thing we always said was. Bro, positionless football doesn't work in the NFL. Guys have to have identified roles. You this isn't college. We don't just throw a bunch of athletes on the field and tell them just run around and play ball. You have to have guys that that know how to do certain things. And I, again, like you said, linebacker, we're definitely too light because I don't think we look at Littleton and Wilson and tell me that they can take on any any guard in this league and make a tackle. We I mean we we had dogs in the interior of our defense we had we used to have run stoppers we had guys like a td we had we had a little kick we even had backup linebackers that could come in and get the job done at this point now linebacker used to be the one position on our defense historically through Panthers history that is the best position on our defense and we and we kept a, we always kept a solid group from sam mills to beeson to keekley now, I mean, I'll put it up there with one of the best linebacking cores in NFL history in terms of the guys that we've had. Dan Morgan, you know, I mean, oh. the, the list goes on and on and on for the guys that we've had. And to and to just kind of piss it away, I mean, they, all the pl- big plays were in the middle of the field. Like, I mean, do you see Daniel Jones was carving it up in midfield? Saquon Barkley, yeah. when he got through that yeah. second level, it wasn't anyone coming up to make it these plays, these touchdowns. You know, the, t- the touchdown was to the flats, but there was no linebacker anywhere in that zone. No. I mean, Bur- Chin was coming up from the safety position to try to make that tackle. It's just – and the thing that irks me too is especially if they told Brown they want him in a more of a of that kind of role, but then you take out Nixon, you don't re-sign Daquan Jones. You, you don't – I mean – You didn't have any beef. 
you, you have the, there's who's the run stuff for? I will say McCall McCall didn't make a nice play, but why is McCall playing more again? If, that, if, that, if that's the case, if he can if he can make those types of plays in the run game and you kept him over Nixon, and he's a big he's a heavier guy, then why isn't he playing more to allow Brown to do what he was told he was going to do coming into the season? Because now I'm not even seeing you know. Bravion Roy and what's his other face? I'm not even seeing them making any sort of impact. Or really... pretty sure Roy got hurt today. Oh, did he get hurt yeah. today? Okay, yeah, he did. He, he, I mean, he's just big though. He's he gets washed more than any D tackle we have. Oh yeah, oh when yeah. Any double team, you're moving him out of the way. Like the uh, last game, he got a lot of playing time, and whoever those Treader or whatever the the guard washed him four times that I saw. If, if we were gonna do that whole thing with Derek Brown. Why didn't we secure Daquan Jones first? Wouldn't that be like, I remember when we had, we would rotate guys in. We, we had like 20 defensive tackles. It seemed like that we used to rotate in. And that was when we were rotating in guys like AJ Klein, who were, who were solid rotating guys like Damian Wilson and Corey Littleton are tweeners. They're not really run stuffers. They're not really pass defense. They, they are, they don't have a, a role. Like you said, they don't even know what they're doing out there. No. And I think one of the most daunting things about our defense, especially, not only has it been something where we've had a solid linebacking core, but at least in the front seven, we've had notable depth. Guys that made names for themselves by being backups and being, you know, plug and play guys, Wes Horton, Kyle Love, you know, yeah. Mario Addison, yeah. like guys that came in, they weren't starters. AJ Klein, you know, these guys that uh, even Jermaine Carter for a few year for a year yeah. or two there, you know, guys that were not starters by any means, but can you name me any of our defense, our, our linebacking backups, our second string for linebackers? Julian Stanford. Right. It's yes. The one name I got down. <laughs> yeah. There, like, I mean, and, and, and front four as well, you know, other than, I mean, and to be completely and, and and the thing that also works me is like you talk about this positionless, you want to send guys up. You're not blitzing Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett. What where's your turf? What has he been doing? Is he even on, on the field? Oh no, he no, no, he's there. He's just not getting any pressure. It's like they're not they're not, but they're not providing any pressure. The only time we had any pressure was on a couple screen passes. And then I think we had one play where like McCall stopped the run and Brown got back there at one point in time. But that's yeah. We're, we're, we ran, I can't even count, I can probably count on my hands the amount of times we blitzed Daniel Jones today. I'm telling you right is, now, we have no pass rush. That There's nothing there. I mean, besides, like I said, we, we know Burns can apply pressure, but he still doesn't finish sacks. And that's been a problem for him. This is year four for him. Dude, now. when you get outrun by Daniel Jones, that is just awful. And, so, and this is just discipline. You just stand in your rush lanes. Like, they, like, they, they, like there's a way to get to the quarterback and we just have not figured it out. And again, I mean, you, I mean, we didn't bring back Reddick who was, who was the best pass rusher we had last year. They can at least, they can finish those plays off that at least if Burns, at least, at least if Burns missed them, Reddick can at least clean, clean it up. Now we don't have that guy. Marquise Haynes hasn't shown me, hasn't shown me much of anything thus far. So, I mean, now, I mean, the guy that we put our stock into to rely on that we let great guys go for have not elevated their play. And that's the and that's the biggest disappointment here—the lack of development on on some, on some of the guys that we thought were gonna, you know, take you know, turn around and take and take the next step. I mean, think about Jeremy Chin. Has Jeremy Chin's game looked better since his rookie year? No, hasn't elevated. But we know that he's got all world talent to be a great safety if you if we use them in the. It, if we use them in the, in the in the correct way, I don't know what that is or what he prefers them to be used as. But he's right. Playing three different positions isn't going to help me be help me be an elite player. No, so I, I don't know. I mean, he's got. Anyone... Sorry, uh, he's not stimulated. When someone's not stimulated, they're not going to progress. They he doesn't have anyone like really pushing him. There, I, I we haven't played a meaningful football game in three years. It's really hard for guys to push through types of stuff like that when you don't play meaningful football games. They're just trying to focus on themselves a little bit and then ship out to wherever they want to go. Like uh, what you were saying with the defensive line, I want to bring it back to that because there's a reason we don't get pass rushes because we don't run any game up front. There's no twist. There's no like moving around. We have this like we have four guys and they go straight. That's all we do. It, it like runs the right. game. 
Like the Giants O-line's not that good. They have a rookie offensive tackle, run some movement, make Brian Burns, I mean, or Yator, because Brian's not big enough, go to the inside and figure something out. Like all we did was send a linebacker or a corner every once in a while. When you have stuff like that, it's really easy for lines to pick uh, pick up even more than running the same routes with the same receivers. And that's, and it creates this thing where like, no one is desperate against us. The Browns last week were not desperate against us. The giants were not desperate enough to the point where like, cause we, we don't create turnovers anymore. And that was one of the biggest things I was hoping to see with this defense, especially from our defensive backs, but there's no situations to where they could even like, they're the thing about the last two weeks, they've been dink and dunk passes the last, like the last two weeks. And our guys aren't put in positions where they can make a play. I mean, Horn's been absolutely quiet now, whether that's because he hasn't, you know, he's been locking guys down to where they aren't being targeted, you know, I mean, but he's been quiet. It's been, it's been okay. I I mean, it it hasn't, it didn't look how it looked last year, I believe like early on, but it's, it's been fine. And like you said, team, well, like like you said, to Brock's point, because they're, because they run nothing exotic up front and everything's just straight up, just a straight rush. And that's what creates that desperation. And, and, t- and like I said, that allows Daniel Jones to dink and dunk. And I said it even I, I called I, I called it earlier uh, earlier in the week. I said, bro, they're not gonna try to push the ball downfield. They they don't have the receivers for that. They're gonna work. They're gonna work. They're, they're gonna work the middle of the field, short the intermediate. And that's exactly what they did. And you still allowed this man to work you down the field for for a touchdown drive. I mean, the, the touchdown drive was all Daniel Jones. It was there was no Saquon Barkley that made that. I was like, oh, I, they mixed it up a little bit. Like, no, he dropped back. Had time in the pocket. There's no rush. I can't blame the second secondary at this point. You won't. No secondary is holding up for that long when there's no when there's no push. No. And so this that, this is what happens. Guys are open over the middle. You got linebackers that can't cover. I mean, they, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Some no name tight end dragging across the field, going yeah, for forty yards. And and there was no and there was no one anywhere close to him. Not a single person. That they're like no. They're playing zone offenses against us. I didn't even no. think that's a thing that could exist. <laughs> and, and, like, dog, and I'm seeing some of the concepts that some of these teams are running offensively. It, it's the simplest things. It's not like the, it's over. Like the touchdown pass to Bellinger, but, it, but that was very simple. Play action, play action rollout, tight end, tight end across the middle. Yes, that's what every team would, would love to do. But why is it wide open? Why is nobody there? At least last year they had to do the Philly freaking special to get a touchdown out of the yeah. game. Like at least that was, you know, something that I could okay, you know, I'll, I'll get beat on a double play. That's fine. I'm not going to get beat on a tight end wheel route, which is all it could be described as. Nobody's being forced to play outside of their comfort zone. Like you said, Jack, nobody's playing desperate football against us. Everybody's playing within themselves and play, playing within their comfort zone. Daniel Jones. I mean, he still threw some passes that should have been picked off because, I mean, he's Daniel Jones at the end of the day. But uh, at the, when it mattered most, he looked calm. He, I, would, I wouldn't know that this guy has been, uh, you know, habitually one of the worst quarterbacks in football if I, if I didn't watch football prior to, prior to today. No, he was no. Danny Dimes today. He was not. I yeah. mean, we made, him, we made him look good. But he didn't even do anything – that special, like in the third quarter when that uh, when they had that touchdown drive, they had maybe like a 15, 20 yard play. And the when the announcer said the Giants longest play of the game, I was in shock. I can't believe that they made us look that stupid without getting a play over 20 yards because they didn't have to. They, they, like they didn't have to, and like and for the defense, like I said, like I mean, you know, the first two drives we put them in in on their backs already you give two fumbles in enemy in our own territory to set them up with easy and and i will give them their credit they did not break they bent they did what they're supposed to do you give up two field six points off of two turnovers is a good differential Mm -hmm. it's not great it's not the best but that's a good ass differential especially when it's turnovers on the enemy side of the on your own side of the field so i'll give them their Literally, I'll, like they're in the they were in the red zone basically when that first drive within within one play they were in the red zone. So I'll give them their credit there as to what they did what they were supposed to. You know that long drive. I mean that's just a honestly that's just a testament to the adjustments they made at halftime and the lack thereof that we made on the defensive side of the ball because that was something we were looking at last week. We made adjustments on the offensive side of the ball, not a squat on defense, and it's very hard to make those adjustments on the defensive side of the ball because you have to be precise with how you do those things and also have the ability to have players that can fill those role that quickly. You don't have anything set up to where, okay, this is what, like, let's get back to our basics. Let's establish what we need to do and, and, and make that happen. I mean, you're just, if you don't blitz, 
then those adjustments are going to work all day long because they don't have the time. They're getting the time to implement those adjustments to the point where it is, you know, it's successful. Like you said, dink and dunk passes. I mean, he was looking like Tom freaking Brady out there and the New England Patriots with how he was carving us up. Like I said, it can only be described as a zone offense. And, and that's what really irks me. And I tell you what, if you can't make turnover, if you can't get any turnovers against the turnover king in, in the profit that is Jameis Winston next week, I'm going to have some real questions and concerns. If you can't even get a turnover off of that, I'm that's what I'll be really concerned about. I'm going to tell you right now, we ain't winning that game. If we win that game, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, they're they not going to fool me because they did the first year. We started out over two, they ran off three straight. You ain't got, you ain't getting me this year. I'm telling you right now, I don't believe anything. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it in any week. We could, we could do the exact opposite of last year, how we normally go like four and two, six and two, and then we lose like nine straight. <laughs> Who knows? We could go two and six and win nine straight. We're in the playoffs. I'm I mean, trying, I, I'm thinking about anything because if I'm David Tepper post game, I'm going in there and I'm throwing hands with everyone on that coaching staff, especially Matt Rule and uh, Phil Snell. At this point, I don't know what it's going to take because the only thing that can save him in my mind is, I mean, he, is to have an identical year to, 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 you know, Ron Rivera's third season. And Ron Rivera's third season went, what, one, one and three, oh and four, I think, off the jump. I want to say, I want to say it was one and three. Yeah, it was one. It was one and three. And one he and three. was on the he was on the chopping block, and then he won the next twelve straight, or eleven out of twelve straight to go twelve and four. And we took the second seed that year, and lost to the Cardinals or the 49ers yeah, we, or something. We lost to the 49ers. That it was, was, was the 49ers. It was the 49ers. It was Steve's, It was Smitty's last year with the Panthers, oh, okay. and we lost. And we had the home game, uh, the second round game. And I think it was it wasn't even a wild card because we got we had the buy at that point yeah, in time. It was it was divisional in the bank. And we lost to and we lost to Kaepernick. That was when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, and so no, they, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was the year after they went to the Super Bowl. That's that right. Was, yes, that was the first year the LOB went to the Super Bowl. That is correct. Yes, but regardless, I mean that's what it's going to take for for Rule to keep his job in my mind. But also at this point, I don't know what he's waiting for. I, I really don't because I don't either. Bro. I mean now, and I'll I'll take you know. There's a lot of people saying that it would be to do it at this point in the season would just would for lack of a better word shit your season away it would be very detrimental to what we what we've had but i just don't see how it could be any worse than keeping him on for the rest of the year is my thought because either way i think you're going to end up with a top 10 pick so and i'd ra much rather give fitterer full control and start looking for candidates looking for guys to come up because i think there are some you know guys out there worthy of a of a, of a candidacy so I, I see the viewpoint though of it being a bit too early but i thought it was too early when we fired rivera I didn't think that was needed that early on in that season. You should have waited for that season to end. Um, but Rule hasn't gotten us to the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. Do we yeah. like Ken Dorsey as a head coach of Kansas? So, again, Ken Dorsey yeah. was someone I thought we – I don't know why we didn't – if we did – I can't remember if we actually brought him in for interviews or not. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't want to even touch his organization. That's That who's what who I wanted for offensive coordinator out the jump. That was who I wanted from the get-go, and I think he's proven that, you know, I, I get itchy. I get – anxious about you know guys who have great you know uh, great seasons as an offensive coordinator you know they've proven it yeah. and then they have that show and then coming into a you know into that role personally for me i think the record in the history have shown that a defensive-minded coach in this nf in the nfl especially in today's era i mean maybe not especially in today's era but at least in the last you know few decades has been the safer call i mean yeah. we, if, if you think about offensive-minded coaches you know only outside of the last 10 years has that swings. been a thing. Yeah. It, it, it depends on swings a lot. Defensive guys, at least, like you said, at least from what I see, are seem to be able to have more stable success. Tomlin seems to be, he's able to have at least nine wins every year, even when the offenses look like, you know, I mean, you have an offense led by Mr. Bisky and still get you nine wins. Tomlin's, Arians, uh, you know, uh, Vrabel, I mean, uh, Rivera still even, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, keep going, you, you keep going down the line. I mean, Belichick's not, either one of those to be completely honest, but even, I mean, now look, look, look at the lions head coach, you know, he was a defensive minded guy and look what he's doing down there right now. And then, but then you have the flip side of that. And I think at least for me, McDermott, we forgot, we forget about Oh yeah. Jesus McDermott, McDermott right off the bat. Like, I mean, uh, one of the most defensive minded coach, but then you get the flip side of it. And then also, you know, the box, lovey Smith and then, um, and the chiefs freaking what's his face, the walrus, um, Andy Reed, you know, all defensive minded guys for the most part. 
you get the flip side of it. You know, you're, you know, you're, um, you're Sean McVay's, your, uh, I, I guess you can still put Kingsbury in that, in that, you know, he's supposed to be, he's supposed, he's supposed to be, you know, there's still- he's young doesn't mean he's, he's he, in the, but that's how he's so, that's he how he's so he's terrible. He just, he yeah. just fits the young white. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. That's about where it stopped. Thanks Patrick Mahomes, I guess, for yeah, giving and, him the the spotlight. And I, and I think at least for me, I want I don't need a guy that like I would love him. I'm not going to say I don't want him at all. Don't don't take that away from this. But my right now, I just want someone who can lead a damn team. Be a yeah, guy that people can get guy with balls. Somebody guy, guy can get balls. Behind. Yeah. We don't have anyone. It's it's crazy. Watch Dan, did you guys watch any of a uh, Hard Knocks? I hadn't yet. This year, no, I didn't. Oh my god. I bet it's go insane. watch it. That coaching staff, they have uh they have like 78 um off seasons under their belt as players combined. That coaching staff, everyone Holy. was a former player, down to like Scott Brunel from the Jaguars. And like that that coaching staff is talking shit to each other and they're playing live action Madden at practice and it gets everyone into it. They're like they're uh running backs coach and their DBs coach and are getting in each other's faces, screaming at each other at practice, and making everyone want to play harder. Dan Campbell's giving speeches that make me want to run through a brick wall, and we have Matt Rule strolling us through the uh, tunnel before the game. I, I just we need a guy who can make a statement and show you that hey, there's nothing else but winning in football, and that's what we need to focus on. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just no identity, man. Like, and again, we we had we had an identity even prior to Cam. Like, not maybe not that twenty ten year, but the, the but the good years of, of the John Fox era, you had you knew you knew what time it was. You had guys like, like Steve Smith, who was your leader at that point. You had you had a defensive you had a defensive minded team that was that was going to play physical a physical brand of football under Cam. You know. I just feel like, you know, we just, I feel like we all had supreme confidence, even as fans, that, you know, every week there's a possibility. Now there's just, there's, it's just what we got. We just know, we just, we just feel like any close game, we don't have a chance to win it. We don't feel like we have a player on this roster right now. This this is going to take the game up, besides McCaffrey, of course. But I mean, at this point, at this point, he's a one man show offensively. It's just nothing breathing any life into the fan base. There's no reason for anybody to believe in it. And at this point, I, I understand. I, I tried the optimism thing out this year, bro. I really did. But I get it. I, I get why people hate. Because I mean, at this point, that's the only thing you can do. They've not given us anything to be proud of and to look forward to week in and week out. No culture no. at all. No. And that's why I would want, you know, we need to, I think especially like, I think had, you know, like I think it was time for Rivera to get out of there. I think that there was, you know, that there had been a disconnect, and especially, you know, when you get a new owner, I, I figured that was coming. I still have it qualms with how he did it and firing a head coach or firing a head coach and not firing the GM and then letting that interim GM make decisions in both the hiring and draft process to start your regime off. I still will never, you know, that might be one of the most boneheaded moves I've seen in the last, you know, in, in the modern era, but um. I think in terms of like, we, it's something we never did because you bring in a college guy who has no experience and has no real like intangibles to show who he is as a coach. You don't know, is he defensive minded? Is he offensive minded? You know, he's, he's been across the board doing all these different things and that's great. That's dandy, but that's not going to get it done. So I think that it'd be better to have a guy that can establish that culture to bring in someone like to have, give, give it to Steve Wilkes. Cause Ken Dorsey, I don't think wouldn't do that, but I would rather, you know, get him for an offensive quarter position like we would have i think you could have like had you brought in someone like that for for the, when we started and then also brought in joe brady i'm not sure that wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world you know you have the mind you have the, the guy who's trying to you know create the cult the create the you know the cool plays and you have someone who's actually leading as a team there's no there was no leadership to follow on this team the guys like him cool you can be your buddy you can go get a beer with him but that doesn't mean he's going to be a good head coach Right. So I think that's where, you know, I would want, I mean, if, if my best case scenario is, yeah, he's gone halfway through the year and then Wilkes takes over instead of, you know, instead of, um, what's his face? Mac- I can't, McAdoo. Yeah. Instead of McAdoo, which I don't want that to happen. Um, and so I think that that would be your better case scenario is to bring in someone is to just keep someone who knows the organization 
knows, you know, was direct, was a direct, you know, descendant of the regime we had and, and the character and the keep pounding. I think that would be how you keep it about it. And then you try to get someone, you know, like that for offensive coordinator in that area. I mean, I'm still thinking, you know, um, the guy out in, in Dallas is not a bad, you know, is not a bad guy for offensive coordinator. He's still making, like, obviously he's still calling good enough plays to make this stuff happen. No, you gotta kill him more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, he's going to, he's going to be a head coaching guy though. He's going to be a head and, coach. And I don't know if I love him enough. No, I would take Ken Dorsey over that. And then there's the guy that, uh, uh, that, um, Jason always brings up. Um, I can't remember. Hamilton. Yeah. Pep Hamilton. Oh, Pep Hamilton. We'll see. I was, I mean, he's, he's in Houston right now as the OC, uh, depending on how they shake out. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to call it with him because, because that team isn't very good from a time perspective. So, you know, but I will, I mean, I'm, Mind you, he did interview for the OC position here. Well, no, we tried. No, that's right. He didn't interview. He did not. He he he, he dubbed the interview. Yes, so rightfully to, so. Yeah, he didn't even want to talk. So I mean, I get it. But, yeah. and, and it's just it's just ridiculous to even like. I mean, but we're sitting at that point where like I mean, you we talked about it. We've talked about the schedule, and I, you know, I, you try to be optimistic what you were saying, Shantice, and I had my doubts definitely very early on, but I'm you know. To go zero and two to start out, I mean, you need a win before you get into the six week stretch. So you need you, you need to get the one win somehow, somehow, some way. The Saints are a team that can be had. I don't, I'm not necessarily fearful, but I will say when I look at their roster, I look at how I think they'll play against us: Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Tyron Matthew on the other side of that ball, Marshawn yep. Lattimore, Cam Jordan. Wait, they'll be is playing. Lattimore suspended? Oh, uh, maybe. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, cause I, I mean, from from the clip I saw, I didn't see this. I, I don't know if there were any other like tussles throughout the game. No. Just the clip I saw, Mike Evans running up on the boot. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I wish we could have something like that. Like even if it's something that. bad, like give us something that shows us some heart and some like. We used to like, have real hate. We used to have real hate between us and our division rivals. Now nobody really. Nobody really worried about it. They'd why be like, all right, they? we play, we play in Carolina. We're a teddy bear. Like, why would they? Nope. <laughs> nobody hated the uh, the Bucks when they were trash for all those years. We we were just like, oh, it's the Bucks. It's like, the Bucks. James Winston's kind of funny. Like, hey, we <laughs> felt so good about it. I knew every, I knew if it was Bucks, I'm like, oh, we're getting two picks. I know mm-hmm. we got two. All we got to do is score 14 points offensively. They're going to give us another two more with an interception. Yeah. We'll be fine. No, oh man, we now we ain't got no smoke with nobody. Who who can we talk to? I mean, I guess it's us in Atlanta, they're, they're trash too, but they they at least got a little bit of pride. They're better than us. They, 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 they are. <laughs> I mean, even you can talk about the, the the plays that got it there, but they held their own with the Rams, and ain't something we're gonna be able to do. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, we held our own with the uh, New York Giants. <laughs> yes, and they. And I just so yeah, I mean, there's there's no like this coming week. I'm not. I'm not predicting a win against the Saints. It'll be, I, I, it's getting to the point where I'm hard, I'm hard pressed to predict a touchdown. Like that's where I'm getting here right now because we've put together three touchdowns, I think, in the last two weeks. Yeah, thereabout, yeah. I think maybe four. Yeah. Did we put a? I know yeah, Baker had a run. I know four. Baker had one, and I know Baker Robbie had, had one. Ian Thomas. Ian. Oh, oh right, Ian's. That's did, right. How could we forget about that? It was his only touchdown ever. <laughs> how could we forget oh dude i feel hey, bad for him that's crazy but, yeah, but i'm dude, looking at this schedule is so tough like yeah that six week stretch with uh niners with jimmy g who are now like a real team we, we they were kind of up in the air with trey real team they, rams was... are gonna crush us buccaneers know us falcons i'm scared for that yeah. if the Bengals get it together at all we're toast yeah I, it, at this point, the Bengals is the one I'm the least scared about at the moment, and that's just based off of. But they've been also playing. You know, the Steelers is not a shoddy organization. It never is. No, they can and, have Zach Taylor as their head coach, bro. That's their issue. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. see that bad? Taylor? Yeah, bro. He's he's. I he's liked pretty. him at first when he first came in. I thought he was going to be pretty cool, especially when he got him to the Super Bowl. But, um, I don't know. I, I thought that he was kind of solid. I mean, today, obviously, he. They didn't put together a play on the beat Cooper Rush, yeah. but you, you're zero and two against Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Yeah, I'll be sad. honest. That's I mean that I mean, shit. I mean I can't say that that we're kind of in the same boat in the sense of look at who you're losing to. 
Why do you and you? I mean, at least they have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on the other side of the ball. I can at least say they have a, a young budding quarterback that's a, that's in the top ten and a and a young receiver that you could arguably say was top five last year. I mean, yes, eh, this guy's pretty dicey, right? What they got going on over there? Honestly, Jack, when you uh, said that we weren't sure about the bringing in a quarterback to this O line. Look at the Bengals. I mean, they they did it. They they brought Joe Burrow in with maybe the worst O-line in the NFL. Sure, it got him a little banged up, but they made it to the Super Bowl. I it, We need some star power. We need someone to flip the switch because it looks and feels dead out there. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being at the stadium, how that must feel, with everyone around you just sulking in the fact that you guys can't put points on the board and – yeah, we just need some culture change, some guys to come in and fix this because it is really sad. It, yeah, it really is. That's yeah, all. I, it, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all. That's that's all that can be said. I, I don't know what, what more to do at this point other than, than to just keep waiting. And I would say keep pounding, but at this point, I don't know. I don't know what's the point at the moment. I keep pounding, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we're going to hope for better things next week, and um, we might have some some surprises along the way. So be so keep an eye out for that. 